Welcome to the LA Hoops and Homers podcast, your home for all things Dodgers, Clippers, Lakers, and Angels. I'm your host, Derek. With me, as always, is your other host, Josh. We're excited to bring you some talk of the LA sports world. Welcome to the LA hometown episode six. We got a good one today. We have a preview of the Lakers and the Rockets. Um, Second so for round those series. Of you that we're not aware. The Rockets are able to pull it out. They beat the Thunder. Um, quick shout out. I want to give to Chris Paul and the Thunder. They definitely Ooh. overperformed this year. Quite a series. It actually came down to the last possession too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're on the uh, Houston and the Lakers. So Derek, right. what are you thinking so far? So Lakers, um, you know, after a lot of debate where the world, you know, Lakers supposedly this underdog team that was supposed <laughs> to get manhandled by the greatest eighth seed ever, or as the uh, talk radio people would lead you to believe, easily handle Portland four to one, um, a gentleman's sweep, uh, never really look to be in trouble. Houston has a much tougher time with Oklahoma City. Oklahoma is a great team. They got good defenders. Chris Paul does never gets the respect he deserves, but and the three point guard um, between Shooter, Shy, and Chris Paul is just yeah. I mean, so many good players. Mm-hmm. Lou Dort really did a good job on Harden, as good as you can do. And it all came down to the last shot, um, where Harden blocked a three point shot, and uh, a pretty crazy end of that game. But we're not here to talk about the first round. We're here exactly. to talk about the second round, second round where the Lakers finals for the- yeah. The Lakers versus Houston. Um, and this is really a battle of two styles. So I'm going to uh, – I want to know your thoughts on this, but the Lakers feature a really strong bully ball offense. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, bruising in the paint, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, two of the most physical and athletic players at their positions, you know, in the, in the entire league. So um, – and then – the Houston Rockets don't even have anyone over about six, seven, six, eight. So mm-hmm. what do you think um, is going to be, you know, what, what's, what are we looking at to how the Lakers can match up with this team? Are we going to go small? Are we going to stay big? What are you, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's going to play out. Um, I'd always say that game one is kind of the test here. Um, it's definitely interesting to see though, because the Lakers play right into Houston's defensive scheme. Um, they're known as a team that likes to give up the inside shots and, the Lakers, their primarily offense is going to be post-ups and kickouts. Um, Anthony Davis had the third most post-ups. Um, this year, you see LeBron likes to be a bully on post-ups. And that kind of brings me to the, key, the two keys um, with this series being that Houston likes to double-team um, players that do post-up. So you're going to see a lot of kickouts from LeBron to a KCP. Yeah. Um, um... But otherwise – I think to fully answer your question, I'd say after game one, it's kind of a test. Um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how uh, Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, how they fare in this type of series, um, depending on Houston's defensive strategy. Yeah, I agree. Um, we, when you look at this, this team, I agree that it's kind of playing into their hand to post up AD on PJ Tucker and Robert Covington. Um, it, you, a lot of these radio shows and people think that AD is going to, you know, this is going to be a series where we just need to post up AD. And I, I think that really what this is about is AD being aggressive like he was in, in uh, games two, three, and four against Portland, where he was just defending like crazy, getting all these putbacks, putback dunks, putback layups. Um, there's a, there's a, a huge 
opportunity for AD to really get points off of uh, just straight up hustle. And I think that that is a, a big thing that we're going to see, especially with him probably playing more minutes than he did in the first round and more minutes at center, uh, as well as the other big men, seeing how they can handle the responsibilities of guarding the perimeter as well as the paint. So mm-hmm. if we're thinking about this series, I have a couple of guys that I think are going to be huge X factors um, for the Lakers and for Houston. One of my thoughts is about Kyle Kuzma, as always, a, a big turning point mm-hmm. on the Lakers offense. And as we saw in Portland, he played incredible defense on Lillard and McCollum, some really tough guys to guard. So what do you think we're going to see from Kyle Kuzma in this series uh, with, his, with respect to his offense and defense? I'd say Kuzma has to make more shots. Um, he can definitely keep that same energy and same effort on defense. Um, they're going to need to have it, especially against Harden. Um, I could see him getting switched onto Harden through a pick and roll a couple times. Um, but I think in order for the Lakers offense to truly be efficient and so they don't just key in on LeBron and AD is that Kuzma has to make more shots than he did against the Portland series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you definitely want to see a games one through eight in the bubble of Kuzma where he can really get to his shot, take his shot. He's not afraid to take it and is being a little bit more aggressive. Um, Cause I think he's kind of took a step back, um, not on the defensive end, his energy was still there, but his shot making ability kind of dropped a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that his offense certainly wasn't as great, but he, he definitely played a huge role. Might've still been our third best player in that series with his ability to limit Mm-hmm. perimeter scoring and I think that you might see him draw the matchup of guarding Westbrook a lot of the time given that yeah. he has a a nice combination of size being 6'9 I believe which is he you know he's not really thought of as being a big guy but he is you know a pretty well-built dude and he, and he's pretty athletic for his size so he can stay in front of Westbrook maybe more than Caruso who does a good job on crafty guards like Damian Lillard but maybe we'll struggle with a guy that's just pure motor like Westbrook. We'll have to see how that turns out. Another guy I think could be a big factor is playing a lot of backup center, Markeith Morris. I remember in that Mm. first game against Houston after they made the Capella trade, Morris was just coming to the Lakers and he had a couple of really good putback layups and stuff. And he's just a really um, strong and another hustle guy. I think that if Dwight Howard gets into early foul trouble or isn't able to keep up with the, the being able to defend the perimeter and the paint, you might see Markeith get some really big minutes uh, as he was playing yeah. big minutes in the first round as well. Especially if you see more, or the Lakers try to go smaller too, uh, Morris mm-hmm. could get a lot more valuable minutes. Um, I do want to transition to my X factor for this series. Um, you yeah. mentioned him, Kuzma. Um, is going to be Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, I think some people have – he's seen a little bit of hate recently. Um, he's still the same guy that averaged a triple-double three straight years. Um, he's coming off that quad injury. He looked – he started to look a little bit more explosive in game seven, um, making a couple more shots. Um, and if he's clicking, it's going to be really tough for this Lakers defense to try to hold Westbrook and Harden. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you were telling me a stat that really blew my mind about – his shooting the, in the regular season, what was that? Yeah, that you're um, he shoot at 47% this year from the field too, um, which is That's a career high for him by far. 
Also, his free throw percentage is up to 76% from 66% last year. Yeah. So I think you've seen this Houston offense. He's starting to get more looks. Um, if you can hold the Westbrook, I mean, ideally, if Westbrook wasn't playing like last series, you have Harden. You're able to guard the other four guys on a penetration drive. But if you have Westbrook, that's a constant threat. He's extremely explosive. Is always getting to the paint. You can't have a Dwight Howard or Anthony Davis just sitting in the paint waiting for him because you have a Covington, a P.J. Tucker, and Eric Gordon on the um, perimeter mm. kind of making you play that one-on-one matchup, which is what Houston wants. And I think you brought up his free throw percentage. This Houston team with James Harden, who's obviously a wizard at getting to the free throw line, super mm-hmm. crafty, has all these – swim moves as he gets to the basket and is able to draw a lot of contact. Their goal is going to be to get Anthony Davis, LeBron James in some foul trouble so that our offense grants to a halt. Quickly too, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a huge thing to look at. But I think that that also plays both ways because the Lakers are going to be just as physical or more physical. So guarding Anthony Davis on on the pick and roll is going to be a lot of probably touch fouls being called on P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington. And if you get if you get into there, they, they already don't run a deep rotation. If you can yeah. get some of those early guys in foul trouble, it might really mess them up and allow our offense to really go off. Uh, yeah, um, if you can it. really get Jeff Green, Austin Rivers playing a lot of minutes this series, yeah. um, you're definitely turning the odds in your favor. I don't think um, – I mean, LeBron played with Jeff Green in Cleveland. He's getting up there now in age. Um, I don't see him in being able to stop the Lakers' digs. And I definitely expect, um, at least in game one, the Lakers try to test this out um, by putting immediate pressure um, and constantly forcing guys to follow them because um, you don't really have someone that's going to stop LeBron. You don't have someone at all that's stopping Anthony Davis and kicking it out to the shooters. So I expect this Lakers team to come right out the bat um, and playing really aggressive, burning downhill like they like to do. Um, putting immediate pressure on Houston's inside, um, forcing P.J. Tucker to foul, get in foul trouble, um, because you really want to see Houston's bench come out, um, and you really want to get minutes. They just came out of a seven-game series. Their legs are already pretty yeah. tired. Um, Westbrook's coming off an injury. He doesn't want to play. D'Antoni's not going to want to play in 40 minutes a night, so you can really put these guys under pressure. I mean, force a lot of these role players, um, especially if their legs get tired too, their shooters, um, that's when you're going to start to see them go over 27. Um, we hope for a streak like that, right? But yeah. You that's know, where you start to see their shooting percentages fall and they get a little bit more tired too. Yeah. I think that it's going to be crucial for the Lakers to run as much as they can, get out in transition before mm-hmm. the defense can set up and try to get these mismatches. And especially if LeBron can get going downhill, even if he misses the layup, it, it collapses the defense so much that it's going to open up so many opportunities for JaVale, Dwight Howard, Kuzma, AD to come swooping in for offense rebounds, putbacks, kick out to shooters, that it's going to be really tough for Houston to stop that ability to score. I also saw a crazy stat. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but LeBron and AD have played almost 100 less minutes than uh, Harden – or yeah, Harden and – uh, Robert Covington in the first round. Uh, so look oh, wow. for LeBron and AD to kind of try to push the pace, hoping that these guys can't keep up. And I mean, because let's be honest, the 
the Houston Rockets are are far less athletic all around than the Lakers. But with the exception of Westbrook, everyone on the on oh, the yeah. team is a worse athlete. Harden is a great scorer, not not great athletic athleticism. Uh, Robert Covington's great. Peter Tucker's great, but neither of them are high flyers or, or real quick guys. So. I think we have a huge advantage with size and athleticism, and hopefully we can just wield that in a way that will get us some easy points. Uh, you mentioned Harden, too, being a wizard. Um, I think he's going to – I'm kind of scared to say this, but I think he's going to have a great series simply because he's been used to having Dort pester him now for the last seven games. Um, I just don't see that level of intensity seen on the court. I mean, you have Alex Caruso, who's been kind of aggressive. Um, you could put LeBron on him. You could put I think Cruz Danny Green him. will be the guy. Who draws the but, assignment? Yeah, I don't know if Danny Green's going to be able to match that same intensity. That's true. Yeah, um, Danny Green is definitely not as physical or as quick as Harden, but I think he's guarded him pretty well this season. The size, being you know, being six seven or six six, whatever he's listed at, and just the familiarity. I think, I mean, you're not going to stop Harden, obviously, but I think that the, I mean, the Lakers have also had the luxury of five or six extra days since their last game where they've been focused on hopefully game planning for Houston as well as OKC. It ended up being Houston. So um, game planning to figure out how to defend these guys. Are we going to see double teams on Harden as we've seen a lot in the regular season and traps or, I mean, the Lakers have been really good in scramble situations where um, there's a double team and then there's, they're passing around the perimeter. Guys have been making really crisp rotations. So I think I think we'll be pretty in a good position to double team and, uh, and do that. Yeah. Um, and Houston's guards, or I should say Covington didn't look too great defensively um, against OKC, at least in game six and seven from what I saw. Um, Chris Paul and Dennis Schroeder are getting by him pretty easily um, and putting pressure on the inside, um, kind of opening up the offense. And so I can only imagine what someone like LeBron is going to do with all that speed and size. Um, just pounding it inside the paint, like you said, um, to really kind of open things up for them. All right. You know what? I think it's time. A lot of people have been asking for this for our first special segment on our, on the LA Hoops and Homers podcast. This is our segment called All In. submitted three bets that we, neither of us has seen before so i'm gonna read them out we're gonna try to bet or uh choose the over or the under we'll see which one of us knows more about uh about this upcoming series and uh right. one of these one of these bets we have to go all in on which one we would we would definitely bet all our money on and uh so we will see um so i'm gonna read out these questions you ready for this josh i'm ready okay the first one I have here is th- for the Lakers. How many alley oop dunks will there be? The over and under is set at three and a half alley oop dunks. For the game or the series? For the game. For the game. For game one. Oh, game one. Hmm. Yes. I'm going under. Under. Okay. Under. I say three. 
You said three. Yeah, it's a pretty good line. Um, you know what, though? I want to – I think it's going to happen. I think LeBron's going to be throwing those things right up. Anthony Davis crashing down. I'm going to go over. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good line. So, I'm not going to go all in on that one. But So, you say there's going to be I under three and, a, three and a half lob dunks. I'm saying over. That's, that's our first bet of the day. We'll see how, who gets that one right. Our second bet of the day is LeBron and Anthony Davis points at 59 and a half. All in over. Yeah, that one is – I think I think I got to go over. Um, I think you're going to – I think in game one you're going to see them come out and try to step on. I say LeBron's going to be aggressive. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is going to be aggressive. Houston has been through a seven-game series fighting for their life. I get it. They have two past MVPs and two guys that – have been in this league for a while. Both have been able to make pretty deep playoff runs in the past, but I just see them coming out, LeBron being LeBron, being LeBron. All right. So you're going all in over. I'm yeah. going to go over as well. I'm not going all in. You're not going all in? Because I've just looked at the last one, and I'm going to go all okay. in on this one. <laughs> this one is the Rockets' 49-and-a-half three-point attempts. You there, 49 and a half? 49 and a half three-point attempts. I'm going all in over. I That's think so dumb. Shoot. They average like 50-something a game, don't they? I don't know. I think they average just under 50. I think in the playoffs, they average like 50-something a game. Huh. But, yeah. I'm so gonna say going to say over as well. Oh, yeah, no I'm doubt. going all in on that one. So, mm-hmm. so, I'm over on all three. You are under on the amount of lobs, but over on the other two. So, <laughs> This will be fun. Um, it will be an extra wrinkle to watch for in the game, uh, and we will see who comes out on top. Yeah, we're all in. And I just want to make a comment, too. I think that's what makes Houston so dangerous. Yeah. Um, you think about it, they live and die by the three, and when they're hitting it, it doesn't really matter. I guess that's the weird thing is that you have this paradox where this team can lose in the first round to a Definitely undermanned Thunder team when compared to the Rockets, but they can also – you can see them very well making a title run if they get hot. Like, they're just – they put up the shots, and if they make them, they win. If they miss them, they lose. Yeah, so this season they averaged 45.8 three-pointers, and in their last three games they're averaging 47 three-pointers. And in game seven they shot 49. So it is actually a pretty close line. So, But I do think yeah. they're going to shoot over because I think the Lakers are going to – it's just going to be so intimidating to go inside. And, yeah, it's just the variance on if they hit a bunch of threes, if, you know, Lakers can play really good and still lose if they just are really hot. And if they're, if they're not hot, Lakers can just overpower them. So we will have to see on that one. Yeah. Um, and I guess, too, like, to further cement your point, um, earlier this year, Anthony Davis, when they were playing Houston, I think it was in that February or March game after uh, the Rockets had traded away Capella, Anthony Davis went 14 of 21 from the field, but he was still minus four um, during his minutes in that game. Because again, if Houston gets hot um, and their shooters make the shots, it's just there's not a lot you can do. Could be a long game, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, I think it's time to finish up with our predictions for this series. Uh, We made prediction on the first series and. My predictions was correct. They would lose the first game and win the next four. 
Derek is one and Yeah, and you were, you know, very close. You said they'd mm-hmm. win all four, and they, you know, it was very close. So, well, I will go first. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought too much about it, but I really think the Lakers are going to be fine. I think the Lakers win in six games. Ooh. I think a couple of games, Harden gets really hot and makes it tough. I think the Lakers come out strong and win the first game and look dominant. And, uh, and then I think they end up winning the series in six games, potentially five, but maybe six games. What are your thoughts? I say it's going seven. Okay. Um, I say the Lakers pull it out. I know that there's been somewhat of a – somehow the Lakers are underdogs in this series. I don't buy it. Yeah, what is that about? Um, you see on 538, they yeah. said that the Lakers had a 35% chance of winning this series. Which they said that before absurd. the Rockets even, even won their game last yeah, no. night. I see this series going seven. Um, I think you see Westbrook, as more games get played, he's getting healthier. I keep talking about Westbrook. But before this whole coronavirus, he was getting – starting to look like his old MVP self. Yeah. You have Harden. He's not going to be missing shots forever. Um, and I just think it's going to be a battle back and forth. Um, ultimately, the Lakers will prevail in game seven. I think game seven will be a blowout too. But seven games again. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I I think no matter what, we are in for a, a fun series of a battle of two very different play styles. A Extremely lot of different philosophies. Yeah. Three MVPs, LeBron, uh, uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, a couple of great defensive players in Dwight and AD. It is going to be a, it's going to be a, a basketball nerds daydream, like another series, star studded series. This should yeah, be. Yeah, so we're looking forward to the first game. Starts Friday night. That's tomorrow for us. Um, hope you all watch and send in any questions you have about the game, and we'll go over it sometime during the middle of the series. And uh, we're, I know we're both really looking forward to this game. And uh, looking forward to seeing how it turns out. And for those of you Clipper fans out there, I know there's not a whole lot of you. Um, we will be getting a little coverage on the Clippers and Nuggets series very soon. Yep. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, check us out on Spotify, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at LA Hoops and Homers. And uh, thank you for taking some time to listen to us talk today.